0: This episode of Bounce Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays, if you're looking for them in BKFC, you gotta be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing, $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible, it is what works for you, and this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets, you can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram, and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bouts Talking Bouts, excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC 51, which goes down on September the 29th. We've got Zachary Pinnell getting out there, knuckling up and towing the line against Cody Jenkins, and great getting to have Cody on the show for the first time. How's your day going there, man? You having a solid one so far? Yeah, man, going good. um, the fight's just, uh,
1: 11 days out now, so getting close, and, um... I'm
0: ready to go in and put on a show man mm-hmm. yeah and entering the ring for your fifth bare knuckle boxing bout at this point it just seems like you've really been you know taking to this sport like i saw you had a, you know some mma experience to the scale of around per topology like 18 fights over amy and pro like how's the bare knuckle boxing journey been just like i said readying to you know fill up a full hand with the amount of bare knuckle boxing fights you've had for sure man yeah no i uh I really
1: enjoy the bare bare knuckle side of things, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, the fights are just action packed the entire time. It it may, it forces you to kind of be in that firefight starting on the scratch line. Um, and it, it makes you fight. Um, whereas, you know, in MMA, a lot of times you have some holes in the actions and stuff like that. But, uh,
0: Yeah, for sure. And you're very much an exciting fighter to watch within that. I guess I'm kind of curious to ask about this part of it, too, because I'll talk to different fighters who, like, really swear by the different, like, specific, like, hand-strengthening techniques, like, working with, like, the wooden Muay Thai boards or... You know, gripping sand and etc but i've heard some fighters who are also just like ah whatever like i don't do any of that stuff that doesn't work like where are you at in that kind of binary i guess yeah, bro, I'm, I'm kind of
1: the guy that doesn't do any of that stuff now I, I won't say it doesn't work i don't know but uh i mean i've gotten through all my bare knuckle fights and i've never done none of that so uh, i don't know i don't know how much of an advantage it is or disadvantage but no nah.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Like I said, I feel like it's like either fighters swear by it or some fighters are just like, ah, you know, that's not for me. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. But, I, mean, I, think, I think everybody tries to look for, like, a little bit of an edge. So, I mean, if somebody
1: told them it was going to help their hands out to put it down in some sand or something, I mean, I'd try to it, too, but
0: nobody told me that so far, so I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> but I did mention the fact that, at least per topology, you have close to 20 MMA fights. I guess I'm curious, like, how much... I guess transferable skill from that you can apply to bare knuckle because it seems like the guys who have the MMA base they get into at least like the American like you know active clinch oriented style of bare knuckle. It seems like they have a certain skill base that crosses over well. Have you found that? For sure, I do. um Especially like you were saying in the in the clinch and things like that is really where that uh,
1: MMA experience comes in because um, a lot of the guys that like come up from go, over from boxing when they you can tell when you grab those guys in the clinch they don't really know what to do and they're looking for some stupid over-the-top headlock or something to come out of the clinch so just having those um tools in my arsenal from the grappling and from the clinch work and mma um definitely helps to like i mean i use a clinch if i ever get into a clinch, just to kind of shut the action down for a second so i can get a break and get back to space but Um, Yeah, that definitely transfers over. And then just some of the creativity that MMA strikers have as opposed to
0: like boxers that are just um, traditional boxers.
1: I think that helps
0: a lot too. Yeah, it seems like you've got a good like lay of the land in that sense because I did try to say it in like a broader kind of way, like the more like American active clinch kind of fighting, like just getting the experiences in both that like tighter, like BYB mighty Trigon, but also like the more spacious like, BKFC combative space, so it seems like you're getting a lot of good looks. For sure. Yeah, i love to see that, for sure. And then just also talking about, like, the quality of opposition you face, too. Like, it seems like a real, like, trial by fire, kind of bare-knuckle curve, like, fighting guys, like, you know... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah,
1: I mean, I always try to take the biggest fights I can, I can take. I mean, I, I've never shied away from... It from a fight, no matter who it was, you know. So I've definitely taken some big names and some some big fights over over my course. Um, So, you know, this is no different. I don't don't know much about Zach. Um, I'm sure he's a tough kid and everything, but, you know, on on my good nights, man, I can compete with anybody in the world. I really believe that. So I'm
0: ready to go out there and prove it. And you did kind of mention something interesting about, you know, Zach Pinnell there and everything like that. And I kind of also... I guess found that and trying to do my research on him like it doesn't seem like there's like a great deal of information to go off of like obviously making his bare knuckle debut here but even checking out like you know tapology and things of that ilk it looks like he is like (laughs) I think on tapology
1: he comes up as Owen Warren because it's the only sanctioned fight he's had but he's had a A lot of like the street beef stuff, like the backyard brawls, I guess. Um, oh, okay. He's had a lot. Of, he's had a lot of those. So You look him up on YouTube. You can, there's a lot of footage of him on there, um, boxing in the backyard and shit. But uh, like I said, I don't know. I don't know that he's ever done what he's coming in to do. I mean, they say he has like 40 fights um, as far as the street beefs, but I mean, they're wearing. 14, 16 ounce gloves, if you count that. I mean, I've had
0: a thousand fights. I do that every week. So, do you think that's ultimately going to be the biggest difference maker here? Just like your localized experience and the fact that, like, most of his experience is in a discipline that's a fair bit different than what you're about to do?
1: I, I think so, man. I don't, I don't think he's ever seen. I don't think a lot of the guys, at least from what I saw, um, at least in, in my opinion, have the skill set that I have as far as as far as far boxing. Zach, um, I mean, he looks like he's got some decent tools, but doesn't quite know how to use them that well. Um, I see a lot of openings, and I think it's going to be a good
0: night for me. But that's why it's a fight, man. And it's bare knuckles, so anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting, because I guess a question that I was going to ask you is, like, how much are you, like, looking at that and trying to, like, create a certain game plan around it? But it sounds like you very much are, because you could easily kind of look at that and be like, oh, it's not really, like, quite the same thing, or, like, the guys aren't, you know, perhaps to quite the same skill level, like, not to be disrespectful, but it sounds like you have been formulating a game plan around this guy so I mean, yeah I've been trying to like for, for this fight I had a, a decent
1: camp at least not, maybe not for the opponent I found that the opponent kind of short notice again about four weeks out three weeks out but I knew I was going to have the date a lot further out than I typically take my fights I don't know how much but I mean like my all of my bare knuckle fights have been on less than two weeks notice um so with like with this one having a little bit more time to prepare and then um you know, even having my opponent more than two weeks out, it's it's been nice. I can uh, kind of, like you said, game plan a little bit rather than just going in there and, like,
0: let's get in a fight. <laughs> you know, it's kind of wild to think that in, like, a lot of these, like, you know, previous fights, like fighting, you know, title contenders like Joshua Oxendine or, like, surging fighters like Keith Richardson, it's like you're not generally getting, like, you know, that much time to specifically game plan. So it just really shows your gamesmanship. And I guess as an extension of that, glad you have that game plan opportunity here. For sure. Yes, sir. For sure, man. I'm, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, uh, I fought Josh on 12 days. I fought Keith on two days. Um, my first Burn Uncle fight was actually scheduled to be a 135 fight. And I got changed up on me to a 155 or on nine days. And then I think I fought. Foray BKFC, I was supposed to fight Glendale Berserker and fought Quinton on the week of the fight. So yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> it's nice to have a few weeks
0: to prepare for somebody, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you love to, you know, see that opportunity. But just in mentioning, like, you know, Joshua Ox and there, I guess I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on. I mean, it's, I guess, it's a bit of a two-parter ultimately. But I mentioned he contended for that byb title like what were your thoughts on that you know initial mark irwin fight and i guess that's like the second part like what do you see in that like rematch between those two that's coming up uh, for sure yeah i mean i i think josh uh from what i And, I mean, what would that moment represent to you? Because, I mean, you've obviously been in there with, you know, really elite guys and, you know, doing so on short notice, just really showing that gamesmanship. Like, what would, I guess, getting that first bare-knuckle boxing victory represent to you? I think it would be a big moment in your combat sports career. For sure, I man. I think it would be huge.
1: Um, it, it, it would mean a lot to me. I'm putting in a lot of work and time into this. Um, like I said, I mean, I've... I've fighting is what I love, man, so it's it's just pick up that win and then get some momentum going, and uh, they know I'll fight anybody, anywhere, anytime, like for real, I'm I'm one of them guys that actually will do that, so um, I think pick up a dub and, and start getting on the right track, man,
0: so Yeah, for sure, definitely would be, you know, a big moment, and everything like that, and just, yeah, an intriguing featherweight fight in a lot of different regards, for sure, man, and I mean, I guess just talking about that, yeah. Yeah, no, I guess I was... I was planning on on calling Quentin Foyer out for our third fight,
1: man, because me and him is always going to be a good fight, fight of the night every time. Um, I got a win over him in professional MMA. He got the, the, in my eyes, not so great judges call in the BKFC fights. I was going to call him out, but he lost his last fight, so... uh,
0: Oh, like you have maybe someone in mind to call out for your post fight interview? Yeah, I was gonna call Foy out, man, because like I said, we're one and one now, and uh, me and his fight's always gonna be. Good. I don't know if you saw our fight back in
1: March, we were on the prelims oh, yeah. of that card, but had we been on the main card, fight of the night all day, so, and it'll always be like that with me and him,
0: I, I believe. Yeah, and kind of similar to, like, yourself and Josh Oxendine, just in the sense of you have that history fighting in both MMA and Bare Knuckles. So that's another fight that would be intriguing to see down the line. sure, man. I'd I'd love that fight again. (laughs) It just shows, like, I mean, how much combat sports is timing, though. I mean, he could get, like, an impressive rebound victory if you get a victory here. I mean, who's to say that's not the next one, you know? For sure, man. Yeah, he's got to come over to BKFC, but yeah for sure a lot of variables and just i mean illustrates that it's a great landscape for you know bare knuckle fighters to have a lot of you know different places to go and ply their trade so you know definitely oh, yeah man it's, it's it's definitely i mean it's, it's going to continue
1: to grow and continue to be more competitive continue to be more guys um that are that are getting in there i, I know a lot of, a lot more mma guys that are starting to make the jump over and uh i love it man the more people that we got to compete with that Different weight classes. I mean, I, I can go to 35 45 So that just
0: means it's gonna be easier for me to get fights. You know, and that's that's what I'm about. So. <laughs> and it seems like when you were talking about you know this next coming fight against Zachary Pinnell it seemed like you were eyeballing a finish. I, I talked to certain fighters who have like a particular visualization of how their fights will go, and kind of within that, there's like a certain time in the fight and a way that it ends in their visualizations. Are you a fighter that's I guess kinda of prone to doing that? And if so, like how do you see this one wrapping up, I guess? Uh man, yeah, I mean I I I try to do all that.
1: Um honestly with this fight, again, I've had a lot more time to prepare, so I I have um had a lot of time to think about that. And yeah, I mean I honestly I feel like I'm gonna put him down with a with a right hand. I think I'm gonna counter his left. I think he likes to leap in a lot with his with a big left hand. He'll high guard or come in and try to throw something sloppy. Um, but no one I've seen that's fought in really counters. They just kind of wait and then try to throw again. That's my counter right there. So um, if I had to guess, it's going to be a right-hand line. maybe round two.
0: Well, I mean, I was definitely excited for this fight before talking to you, but all the insights definitely getting me more fired up man but in saying all that definitely want to be you know mindful of your time and schedule cody so in saying that is there maybe like a final parting thought you'd want to add as we're wrapping things up here man
1: uh, no just want to
0: shout everybody out i appreciate everybody that checks in
1: tunes into the fight comes out to support um as always i'd like to give a shout out if i can to my sponsors e-tool nation downright supplements saffron sales Um, All these guys, Ugly Bishops Boxing, all these guys helped me so much throughout camp and and with the fight, man, and uh, couldn't be more proud to go represent them here in 11 days.
0: Yeah, well, you always bring it and very much excited to see this next fight with Zachary Pinnell and just a great event with BKFC 51 coming up and this fight fits very nicely within all the fistic fireworks we're looking at for September 29th there. So to reiterate, thanks for Making the time and coming on the show, man. And, yeah, looking forward to sure. checking out the fight, no doubt. But until then, you have a good rest of your day, Cody. Thank you. All right, man. You too. Thanks for having me on. And I'll talk to you hopefully after the fight, Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I have a feeling we'll uh, be setting up some subsequent chats in the future since I finally got you on, yeah. Yes, sir. For sure, man. All right, brother. Have a good day, man. Thank you. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys. You get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram, and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on $50 buys.